Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. TNA have bad and almost rapey sex? So today we talk with Emily and Erica from Fuck Yes and get inside women's minds to reveal what she needs from a sex partner to open up and say fuck yes to sex. And we dig into some of the cultural beliefs around sex that can make even the greatest of guys actually kind of rapey. You're listening to TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. All right. Well, so an intense episode. <laughs> um, well, we're going we're gonna to check in with you all about a couple things before we go into our juicy topic of good sex and bad sex and what we can all do to just have and good what sex. happened over the weekend it yeah. was incredible that we both had these experiences it was very funny and then we happen to be talking with emily and erica today like it's really magical. yeah it worked out really well and i also think that as like hosts of this show i sometimes think i'm bulletproof to that like i know how to screen for this I'm always going to have good sex, and I don't. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty good. Like, I do have a lot of really good sex, and ever, like, there's like a 10%, you know, error margin. <laughs> but but we, we're, we're here, we're going to talk about it. Yeah, of uh, course. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you have, someone reach out to us on Facebook. Yeah. Um, so I like to read uh, when people write us, and... Um, and so you're going to pull that up for me because it just disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> but I love I love when you guys write us and let us know what you're thinking about shows and um, and what you appreciated about it. So John wrote us. Um, it was intriguing to hear two beautiful women talking about their views on the panty topic, a fetish of mine for years to be so open minded and the level of curiosity, kinkiness and interest, etc. What an incredible turn on. <laughs> now, I read that because I mean, yeah. I think it's cool. I think it's cool because we we do the Ask TNA episode specifically so people can ask us questions and we can answer them for you. And uh, one of my goals for the show is to dispel taboos and myths and like things that make people embarrassed. And so I love that, you know, he felt comfortable coming forward and just saying like, yeah, that's my thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And to help people, you know, help you guys feel more comfortable about... Uh... I also feel like when I read those things, like I never thought about that. And now I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, oh, like that could be kind of fun. Like the fabric of women's underwear, like so soft and like interesting and sexy. And I don't know. I had a conversation with some guys the other day about it. And uh, and actually it was um, about wearing panties. Oh, well, it was it was over at Madcast. Oh, right. Cause, right yes. Yeah, we we're talking with George at Madcast. We were about, on the doodliest of shows. Yeah, it was super <laughs> really dude show at so Madcast. Fun. <laughs> yeah, earlier, like last at the anyway, last month. And um, we'll let you know when it airs. <laughs> well, no, it's already aired. It's oh, last, yeah. In February. So, uh, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, the point was that he was talking about like, where does the penis go? And <laughs> like in women's underwear. And it was all just very funny. And uh you know, you don't necessarily fit in your partner's underwear if you're... Anyway, this isn't what the show is about. Let's <laughs> let's regroup. So, 
So moving along, something interesting. I reached out to my old sensual massage clients for testimonials to include in my sensual massage video series that I'm I've launched. And I was so touched by what I got back. I wanted to share one with you guys to give you insight into what an artful sensual massage experience can be like. So uh Anthony, who's 36, uh, wrote and he said, forget your preconceived notions of sensual massage experience. If you think that this is a standard routine, well, then you're in for a treat. Now, don't get me wrong. I've enjoyed standard routines in the past, but this one is so much more. This is special. First, let me say that the atmosphere created is inviting, very comfortable, but also fun. There's such a great balance throughout the entire session that simultaneously feels therapeutic, but also leaves you with a tremendous amount of anticipation. I can compare this to really good floor play that's building up to something incredible. But as the sensuality is turned up, the relaxing experience remains. There's also a level of intimacy that is elevated, which is not just sensual, but feels loving. And as amazing as the overall experience is, that's the part that makes this special. As the sensuality reaches its climax, the intimacy remains. And that's what Anthony wrote. And I was really touched by that. But um, but the cool thing is that um, I, I, so this, so as you guys know, I've recently created a video series on how to give your partner this exact experience. And I've worked really hard on it. And I'm really proud. And um, I'm making it available for you guys. So I've condensed all my seven years of experience into these videos and you can learn all my secrets and tips and insights I've gained over the year about creating intimacy in this incredible sensual buildup of a, a really arousing experience. And it's just a, an, an incredible tool to add to your repertoire of uh, sexuality and seduction. And this is great for guys and for women if you want to blow your partner's mind. Um, so you can go to my website, stephanieland.com slash massage, and you can get in on the early bird special right now that's 20% off the videos. So um, Stephanie Allen. StephanieAllen.com yeah. slash massage. Uh, that, I just, I need that right now. Anytime I hear you talk <laughs> about it, I'm like, mm, like, who can I call on my phone? <laughs> Uh, or just get the massage video. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Hmm. Okay, so into today's topic, this is a hefty one. So our four minutes of foreplay is actually basically this episode. So um, because yeah. all this stuff happened to us over the weekend. So why don't we go ahead and introduce Emily and Erica? Yes. So our guests, Emily and Erica, who created uh, this wonderful series called Fuck Yes. And that's primarily why they're here. But um, <laughs> so, but, yeah, right. so Emily Bess is the founder and CEO of Seed and Spark, uh, which is a crowdfunding um, platform for film. And she's also the co-creator of Fuck Yes series. Um, Emily, can we hear your voice? Hi, how are you? <laughs> um, Seed and Spark is actually a streaming subscription service for film where half of your monthly subscription goes to a new crowdfunding project of your choice. Amazing. So just so you know, it's really for audiences to consume and fund the stuff that matters to them. Uh, oh. Yeah. And Erica and I, and Erica will introduce herself, are two of eight co-creators on Fuck Yes. Amazing. And Erica, this is Erica Anderson. She's the co-founder also of Seed and Spark and co-creator of Fuck Yes. Yeah. Hello, thanks for having us here. Yeah, thanks for being here. We're really excited to talk. Um, okay, so let's yeah talk we, about these experiences. Yeah. Well, no, God, I was just going to say Fuck Yes is a series that you guys dedicated to um, helping women. I mean, would you people. say people? Helping people. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, Erica and I had a, a dinner some time ago, a year and a half ago. I can't even remember now. 
where we were sitting and sharing experiences, much like the two of you are doing with each other and luckily for the world with the world, um, about uh, actually really great consent experiences we had had and wondering why uh, there wasn't more stuff out there about how consent is not like a scary, annoying barrier, but an opportunity for really sexy conversation. Yeah, and making this this argument that in our own lives was sort of like as we got through the bottle of wine, sort of throwing our arms up in outrage <laughs> of like, why is this seen as something that's not really sexy? That if some if you leaned across to someone and said, I want you to do this, 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 and this to me, that's really sexy. Yeah. And that's also super consensual. So getting away from these sort of roadblocks of like, this is this is how you create better relationships, better sex, regardless of sort of where you want the relationship to go. Um, and also something that we notice from a lot of our same sex uh, relationship friends, that they have to do this all the time. They have to negotiate what sex is for each one of them, which straight couples really don't end up having to do. They're sort of just this, this is what sex is. Your dick goes inside of me and like, that's how this works. <laughs> and like, that's not how it is for gay couples and lesbian couples. And it's like, so queer sex already has this way ahead of straight sex. And so wanting to sort of combine those two things and, and to get that information from out into the world, basically. And we can get more into it later, but I, I certainly learned a lot from actually the leather community because BDSM has developed consent tools mm -hmm. for years um, that the first time I was made aware of them, um, I felt like I had been cheated for not, wow. not understanding that consent negotiation was a documented thing that people were doing. And as like a straight, relatively vanilla cis woman, nobody had ever told it to me. And I was like, think of how many fewer rapey experiences I could have had if this were the, you know, the standard as opposed to what is relegated. to. It's insane to me that healthy, sexy consent, uh, documented consent sort of behavior is relegated to the kink community. Yeah. So we're trying to bring it mainstream. Very, very well said. Uh, okay, so I feel like... Um a, you had a much more intense experience than I did, it, but in terms of it being rapey, but like I, so basically I'm, I'm out and I meet someone and I'm like, ah, I don't, I kind of like don't know where to start with my story. Uh, me start? no, no. Okay. So I, I was actually leaving. I feel like it starts with my roommate. I'm leaving my apartment and he was like, whoa, looking hot. Like you're going to get laid tonight. And I was like, oh, am I? <laughs> and then the seed was sort of planted and I wasn't really <laughs> intending to, you know, go find. Uh, I wasn't, you know, yeah, the intention wasn't to be on the prowl, but uh, I go to a friend's birthday party, whatever. Um, meet someone who uh, is kind of foxy. And kind of fun. And then we kind of have this little like kiss on the dance floor. And it's like, you know, and things are good. All signals are go in terms of technique, like the things that I look for in a partner, like this open minded, really interesting person. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah, like he's going to be a good lover. Um, and I'm, I'm also, yeah, coming off of, I think, having a couple of really impressive lovers. So I'm, you know, and I and I. <laughs> I go home with him and I'm thinking, yeah, like whatever. We'll just have sort of a casual, like fun time. It's like, I don't know where to start. There was such a lack of, um, of engagement and it was such a, um, like not like sub mediocre experience. Cause it was, there was no real foreplay or there was like a little bit. And then I also wondered if his past relationships had relegated him to this idea of, 
okay, I do oral sex like this and this one thing, like this one thing is going to make you come and then I penetrate you, but you don't really enjoy penetration. So I'm going to like get off faster because that's not your favorite part. You like, you get off from the, from the oral sex and, and then, yeah. And, and either way it was all done rather fast. And And you're like, hi, I'm a human right here in front of you. Yeah. I'm not your past relationships. Right. Or what, or even I, I just, it was so mystifying. I was like, where's the like hand holding and stroking and the petting the skin and the touching and all this stuff. And it left me feeling really empty and, well, you felt, you said objectified. objectified that's what I was about to say. Uh, <laughs> empty and objectified. And, and I go, well, this person, I don't, I don't believe he intended that at all. And then after I kind of touched on the fact that I didn't come and, you know, and then he said, well, I can go down on you. I was like, mm, we're going to go to sleep now. <laughs> so, so I share this story because it's not rape. It's not um, even, you know, like that world. But, but for me, it was such a, a lackluster, almost like bordering on uh, like unenjoyable experience. And I had to sort of meditate on like, what am I enjoying about this so that it didn't become something that I where I had to go just stop, stop, we're done, we're done. And I could have done that too. But it almost didn't even seem worth it. Right. And I, I all of a sudden felt like I was in high school again. I mean, I not I personally didn't have sex in high school. But the way that people talk about the high These school really sex. awkward awful sex moments and, yeah you know, just nobody knows what they're doing yeah it was like i didn't have a show about sex and, <laughs> and i didn't have the energy to teach him either i think that was it like i i do i'm open to that we talk about that eh? like you're yeah. always like oh you're willing yeah no, of course if i'm invested in the person and excited about it but it was like i he was at such a lower level i didn't even know how to start so it's almost like it wasn't yeah go ahead emily or, well it just it's so interesting that first of all I think you're being so empathetic in a really beautiful way. Like, I think the, re- the like the reason that we're going to make progress is because someone like you is willing to analyze the experience and be like, I see you as a person who for whom this worked in a previous relationship. And now you believe that I am a cheap guitar and not a Stradivarius, right? Because <laughs> yeah. anybody can plunk a tune on a cheap guitar, right? I know Ooh, well I can play Oasis on a cheap guitar, but... Most women's bodies, for better or for worse, are like very finely tuned, well-crafted instruments that take uh, uh, like some time and learning and tuning and tuning to understand how they work. And look, that's like a for the most part, a physiological difference between men and women. um, That is that's where we are. Right. Well, and it's a beautiful gift. Like it's not something that you don't go, well, we're more difficult and complicated it's like no it's like just what you said i love that analogy because i always talk about it being musical we are concert ready instruments (laughs) if you are willing to play us right right um you can make us sing and um it's so interesting that we assume that sexual experiences are i do things to you and you do things to me and then we hopefully come it's like we're doing this thing together. And why is the first move not, hey, can I touch you like this? Hey, can I, do you like it when, hey, can I, like, we forget that words coming out of our mouths and questions that we are asking are actually more important as a part of the sexual experience than the first place you put your hand. Well, what's coming to mind for me is that there's, I think in our culture, um, 
especially for guys, there's a lot of pressure on how good are you in bed and how much, how, like, can you please a woman, you know? And, uh, and so I empathize with them yep. that they're, that's like, they're supposed to know everything, you know, yep. and we judge them and, you know, yeah, yeah, we judge them on their ability. We women, or, you know, right. Well, I mean, how many times have you heard women? I mean, it's like both men right. and women are totally. victims of it totally. where they're going, totally, you know, ugh, like he, you know, and then he didn't, he didn't know what to do. He didn't, did it, you know, like just critical statements. And I'm like, do you like that? Yeah, that we don't not have- every woman wants her hair pulled and to be pushed against the wall. Right. That we don't have a culture where sex is actually a conversation. Like you're a person and I'm a person and we have had totally different lives than each other up to this point. So what are you like? Who are you? Well, you guys are hitting right on it. That's what happened. Yeah. I'm, I'm sitting there going, what? We, we were having a conversation and now you're just like, Jabbing talking at, me. at me, yeah, you're poking, <laughs> talking yeah. at me, you're yeah. poking me, yeah. and, and and I invited you into my room because I was so excited to have just one on one time with you right. and have this physical conversation right. that is just an extension of the conversation we were having. And so I know, you know like when T and I were talking about this earlier, what, you know, we were envisioning a sexual experience with like the foil version of this man, you know, of like it, like it really. And I say, I want to say this to the guys out there listening that. It can actually, it is actually really hot because what you're doing, like when you ask us what we want or tell me what, like one of the videos is tell me what you want to do. One of your videos. And we'll get it, we'll get into that later. We're going to dive into that later. But, um, but that is really, um, it's attractive because it shows us that you're comfortable with yourself and that you aren't insecure, uh, you know, about your own abilities and that you, and that you, you genuinely do care about us and are interested in our experience and that's a turn on yeah i mean it's not a weak thing in any way (laughs) so i've never quite been able to articulate this in a way where i'm fully satisfied because i think i'm going to be needling at this for a long time but women for the most part are raised in this culture to protect the pussy yeah right because we know what the statistics are uh, like most of us are going to get raped at some point. Most of us have, have been raped. Uh, some of us are like, don't even, aren't even allowed to call what happened to us rape because it doesn't fit inside certain standards. And certainly, you know, we can get into separately, like what happens with the legal system, but it's like protect the pussy, right? Yeah. So we have to protect the pussy. And that means, um, we are supposed to, uh, allow or not allow based on some set of criteria of successful lovemaking, which men are supposed to know how to do because that's what makes them manly. And if you fold into this the like complete uh, access to increasingly violent and and sort of difficult porn, um, which doesn't, I mean, Look, I, I have friends who work in the adult entertainment industry. They fucking know consent right, left, and sideways. They understand how it works. But that's never ha- that never happens on camera, right? Mm. Their consent c- conversations happen off camera. Their negotiations happen off camera. The camera starts rolling. All that stuff has happened. So what do people see? Men see that their performance is related to their penis size and that as soon as they walk in the room, they should be able to make one, two, or five women scream with orgasms without any negotiation in advance, Right? <laughs> women are, are also then injected into this environment of if he's good, he'll just know. 
Right. Right? Yeah. Because we're supposed to essentially, we've been taught, like, your job is to protect the pussy. You should identify the one who's going to be nice enough to you to not take it if it, uh, without asking. And, um, and so we're in this, like, impossible conflict of men feel like they're not successful unless they just know how to do it. And women are taught also to see the power of if he's good, he'll just know how to do it. And you guys, this is a fucked situation. It is. Right? Yeah. It totally is. Um, We're going to take a break. When we come back, I want to get into, I want to share my story because I think it's super relevant because it's going to. Yeah, no, it's it's good. Because it really, really, a lot of, he's a normal dude and this was quite rapey. So I want to share some, the insights I had into what his mindset and mentality and some of the things that were causing this. (laughs) Uh, You're listening to TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. Don't forget to write us at the advice uh, show at the end of every month. Ask TNA. You can write us at advice at tatalksex.com. Hey guys, we're back with TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. Uh, okay, so we are talking with Emily and Erica from the Fuck Yes series, also the co-founders and uh, well, and Emily's Eric, the CEO yeah, Emily's, yeah, <laughs> of uh, Seed and Spark, um, which you can find the Fuck Yes series on Seed and Spark at seedandspark.com. Um, they're also, they have been featured on Refinery29, Mashable. Am I leaving anything else out, ladies? Bustle Huffington Post. Okay. The, I love that, fir- that first video took traveled. Yeah, um, went and everywhere. just uh, the one that Erica co stars in called Fingers. I won, love that one. Yeah. Won an award uh, in Europe at the Homochrome Film Festival uh, in Denmark. Wow. So cool. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Emily directed it. So I just yeah. want to quickly say, like, the videos are so. Uh, I feel like they're they're like bright and smart and fun and leave you feeling like good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and also totally relatable and um and very well produced. Um, so you guys go watch them. They're it's a great. Yeah, series they're watch. they're satisfying. Uh, oh, on good. top of infor- <laughs> well, on top of information, right? Like like there's good information in it, but like you're enjoying it. I mean, it's I don't know. I just that's important like to sex. say. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like we're having a conversation, but sexually. <laughs> so good. Okay, so I, I have to share this. This is the first time. This is the most rapey experience I've ever had. And I honestly, I haven't had a any. lot of rapey experience. No, like, honestly, I've never been a victim of anything like that. And I, and I don't consider that like I don't consider like even after what happened over the weekend, I like it. it I don't con- I definitely don't consider it a rape situation, but it was rapey, you know, or you don't feel like I don't a feel, victim. You don't, I don't feel like a victim. No. And I don't feel like, um, uh, I, yeah, I don't I feel violated or victimized. Yeah. Well, what's funny. Well, anyway, that's almost like another well, conversation, but I've, I find that I will feel violated and that's okay. And I can still address it and, and have a, f- um, and not be defined by it, right. I guess. Well, this is what happened. Like, I mean, th- yeah, there were, afterward, there were a few hours I'm like, oh, like I was drained and totally had to recompose myself. But basically what happened, and, and I, I'm sharing this because I guess the thing is, is like when it comes to consent and rape culture, I think, and this is the camp I've been in, it's like, well, I've never had that experience. I'm smart enough to not really get, I mean, to to get myself to be with a guy who would be rapey you like my spidey sense is really good you know and i and um i that stuff doesn't follow me around i'm not constantly in these negative sexual experiences so i'm like okay i'm exempt from that and and those that's a more rare situation that can happen like full-on rape and non-consent issues 
but yeah you feel the thing is that there's i there's this whole other level going on on a very very normal and mundane level that I, i think and this is one of them this experience i'll share with you but where this is happening all the time and men and women we don't consider this these situations as a violation in any way but the reality is it's it's it really isn't cool um and it really is contributing to bad sex but so what happened was i was with this guy i've been with him before i really like him um he i know he really likes me he totally respects me like he's very supportive of everything I do in life and thinks you know he's like yeah like puts me on a a little bit of a pedestal and is totally supportive in there and and um but you know casual situation and um so I met with him him, you feel open with him yeah 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 totally like we we connect we've talked for hours like I know him you know and and so he you know we connected for the first time in like several months um and Physically. Physically. Yeah, he came over. We connected. But it was just, it had been a while since we'd seen each other, like August. Yeah, I just didn't know if that meant like a phone call. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm sorry. Like we connected and so. Okay. And we were like having sex. And um, he was very sexually starved. I think this is key. Um, I will say that he is from a different culture. And I say this because it's important because where he comes from, like they... I think he was raised with a different understanding of women and sex and what um, what women's role is in sex. Um, and I saw a lot of those belief systems playing out in our situation. But we were we were having sex, and he um, he was just really aggressive in a way that he kept like m- moving my body and flipping me over. And but like, and then I would try to move the other way, but he would totally push me back or like just really manipulating me and like and it's like okay I, I mean that's happened before but after like a firm bounce back you know and a firm no I'm not going there like they back off but he really kept going and I to a point where I'm like whoa dude like super aggressive back off and he's like okay you know and he, he's just literally so starved sexually though like he was his arousal was so high that he wasn't registering any of this. Like he wasn't like able control. to be empathic or understanding of where I was. And so then he has never done anal sex and he wanted to, I'm being very sexually open with him. Probably right. I'm maybe, maybe not a lot of women are with him or whatever. And, um, uh, I know he was coming from a, 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 like a bad relationship situation where they haven't been having sex in a long time. And so, or he hasn't had sex in a long time. And, um, and so he was, we wanted to try anal sex and I'm like, the anal sex is not happening today. Like, it's like, I have to be in a particular mood and place and it also takes a lot of warm up. But, oh, actually, no, I'm sorry. This was after he literally jabbed his finger no, in my ass. Oh no. Like, we're just going know, like, at it and he just like shoves his finger in my butt. Uh, or no, he, I think he might've asked me, do you like this? I'm like, yeah, you know, it depends. And then he just shoves his finger up my butt and I'm like whoa 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 and I and I push him off and I'm like you do not do that you don't just shove your finger in someone's ass and he's like whoa whoa you know so I have to say listen okay he's not yeah. an asshole okay yeah. Emily's freaking out over here I know. 
So, but, I know. Oh, so we, oh, my my ass just shut <laughs> very here, anal cavity type disappear. Here's the thing. Okay, so it's easy. I know, it's, I know. Jabbing in general, just no. But here's the thing. This is due to purely a lack of education, at, at, at the very least. He's literally never done this. He's never tried to do it. He knows nothing about anal sex. This is just bad education. It's probably porn. But by the way, he how, watches porn and sees women take it in the ass all the time. It's just this is just purely lack of education. How popular is anal sex right now? Conversationally, I'm exactly. amazed how much it's coming up mainstream wise, and, so, and people aren't getting educated about it. If you do not have lubricant, do not start. Not even that, but it takes you have to warm the ass up. Yeah. So, so anyway, so then, so after he does like literally almost a full finger jab, and I, I, I was very, fr- I mean, exactly how I told you guys, I was like, whoa, 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 like, judo chop, so, <laughs> right? So then, and then though, after we continue, I, oh, and I told him, I coached him, I said, listen. If you want to have anal play, you're going to have, there's going to have to be a lot of lubricant. I need you to use the tip of your finger, like the the pad of your finger, and just gently tease the anus. Wow, you know, so you're teaching. I did teach him. Good teaching moment. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good the teaching moment. Me this and I'm like, and I'm like, I said, there's a lot of nerve endings here. Just stimulating it feels good, but it, you really, it really does take a lot of time. And then, you know, after a while of that, we can maybe start with the tip of your finger, but that's as far as we're going today. Like it's, you know... I say this exactly what you guys just heard. And so then like he does that. Okay. And I'm enjoying it. And, and so I'm it's getting really well, right, it's going, everything's going well. Then when I am getting, when I'm really aroused, he tries to slip his dick in there. No. <laughs> like, no, like literally betrayal and, and then i try to like run away in the bed like push myself away and he follows me trying no. to stick his dick in my ass and i so then i like yell at him and i'm like what the fuck are you doing and yeah. i said i literally just told you your ass is n- your your penis is not going in my ass why are you trying to put your penis in my ass right now he's like i'm sorry this is his this is what he said he's like i'm sorry i just i could i can't you're, i can't control myself with you it's just you're so like it's just so arousing okay so i know everyone's freaking out so so here's yeah can i just say okay it's easy and 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 i get this everybody listening it's easy to say well he's just a douche he's an asshole and you picked wrong i'm telling you guys that that would be an error to just jump to that assumption because i if you met this man you would relate to him and he's not he's not a rapey man i do hold on hold yeah the I don't, I, wa- I can't get past the you picked right or wrong. This what? whole paradigm is part of the problem. It is not your job to pick right or wrong, rapey or not rapey. It is yeah. men's job not to be rapey. You should not have to take responsibility because th- what, what does that mean? That means so I've been raped. D- did I fuck up? Am I wrong because I didn't pick wrong? No, I was 15. I didn't know any better. Right. I'm not somehow defective because I picked wrong, nor are you somehow defective because you made an error in judgment in this way. And uh, this notion that we are supposed to be able to pick the ones that aren't rapey is so fucking bankrupt that it's the whole center of the problem there. Like. Every person is capable of rapey behavior if they are not behaving consensually. This guy engaged in extraordinarily rapey behavior. (laughs) He tried to penetrate you against your will. That is rape. 
It is not your fault because you picked wrong, and it is absolutely his fault for for doing it the wrong way. He and did not get consent. That is rapey behavior. Now, do we do we say he's he's a lost cause? Like he should go to jail? No, that's obviously not what we're saying here. But I think it's super important not to place the responsibility on women for picking men who are not going to rape them. That's not our job. <laughs> I okay, well said. I, well, I, okay. Well, okay, go ahead. Then. I would go Nobody's. back too to the piece that was like, you know, he didn't know, he's not educated. Like, I just don't want to let people off the hook on this this case too. Because like, if I'm going to stick my finger up someone's ass, like I'm going to do some research about it. <laughs> well, I, like, this is the thing. I'm just like, get educated then. If that's a thing you want to know how to do or you're interested in doing it, like it's just, we can't let people off the, exactly. the hook for that. But this Hold brings on. us to I, the next exactly. point. Exactly, I agree is, with you, but... Yeah. Right. The problem exists. The problem so, is sure. right. So what we can't I think it's what I'm what I'm being empathetic to is the fact that we do not live in a culture where young boys are taught, hey, listen, if you want to try something fringe with or something new for a girl, you need to educate yourself on how to do that first. So I'm empathetic to the fact that that's not the environment we're in and that the this man sure. and many others haven't had haven't been coached or taught. Right. I think what, what I like to engage about this conversation, too, is the point is you met this man totally he's like a normal member of society and this is the point like yeah. that that there isn't um <laughs> I don't know it's not black or white he's not he's that, not that, yeah and how do how do we it's not a problem shift of his to the conversation other culture it's it's this culture well no no no, no. i was gonna Let say share, american though. culture Let is me share, just though, as, what about as his bad. culture so um i don't know i i almost don't want to say what it because it does i don't want to generalize or like create a stereotype or anything it doesn't matter the point that is he comes from it seemed like, and this was this was very clear in his behavior that it's it as much as it it did it definitely did seem like he had an underlying belief that um I, I like a woman a the woman's, woman's role, role is to please the man sexually that his sexual experience is somehow more. Important. Important, I or, suppose. Well, but. we talked about this, that the woman doesn't experience pleasure in the same way men do. And that so and so this brought me back to actually my experience and why I shared mine, too, which was the that that actual penetration, for example, doesn't bring the woman pleasure that much. So like this is for me, the man. And I hear women talk about that too. Women are like, I don't have pleasure from that. So actually I'm just, you know, I want him to feel good. And I'm, and I, I come from a very different perspective of that. And I actually only orgasm from anyway, penetration and like a mutual kind of anyway, seesaw clitoral thing going on. <laughs> and well, an example of this is that he was like, he would be very like, if I was going down on him or if I was doing something that really pleased him, he'd be like, Oh, that's so good. That's so you're doing great. You're doing great. Like, like literally it, it did feel like, the subtext was, um, well, the subtext was, it was like he, I definitely felt like he thought that he was rewarding me, that my reward, my pleasure came from pleasing him so much. And that he felt like if women understand that they're giving the man pleasure, that that's pleasure enough. That that's satisfying. I, that, that's, yeah, I just think that is totally also like pretty american culturally as well like we are sex objects 
Like we are culturally, we are sex objects. We are there to look at for men's pleasure. We're there to behave for men's pleasure. We're there to make them feel comfortable and good about themselves. And if we get off, that's a bonus. And all of our porn, well, all of our straight porn anyway, is really for the majority geared towards men getting off. So that's what we're watching on so many different occasions. It's that it's not about the woman being pleased it's about the man and all the and getting to the cum shot like that's the biggest thing for porn and like i'm not against porn by any means but i i i agree that i think it's a it's very much part of the american culture that we men women's bodies are for men's pleasure i mean sex sells in every way possible but but the funny thing is is that if you if i asked this man if he felt that way he would say no of course i think this is so subconscious and this is why like every like got you know people who are listening really dig into your like really ask yourself what do you really believe what is it really there at the core because i think a lot of it is very subterfusion and totally the reason working in the background the reason why we have decided to tackle consent is because i believe that we all operate as if sex is alchemy good sex is alchemy he'll just know she'll just know the spark will be there the chemistry I mean, we've been talking about chemistry for centuries now. Like, what is the... And and so good sex is some sort of alchemy. But the fact is, um, good sex, generally speaking, only comes from a lot of conversation. And consent is a way to really help people understand, like, oh, I'm going to talk to you and you're going to talk to me. We're not going to make any assumptions about what works for you and what works for me. And that's why we've decided to tackle... The whole notion of sexual relations through the uh, uh, through the optic of consent, because if we all went into all of our sex relationships being like ground zero, I'm going to assume nothing. Can I kiss you? Can I put my hand here? Would you like me to? Hey, you know what I would really like if and. And so there is no moment where somebody makes the assumption they can shove a finger up your ass because they will have asked you, right? Yeah. And you know what's interesting is like um, in in light of this, my husband uh, asks me all the time and he'll start like, can I kiss you? Do you need to wear this? Can I? And I'm sorry, but like it has like ratcheted things up to another level of hot and we're married. Like we know how to sex each other, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I I, really think it's, um, it, he also stars in the first uh, episode of the, oh. Oh, the con- wait, no, not the, the condom, condom one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Hello. Uh, but so I think it's, uh, I think it's really, this is what we're trying to address is that so much of bad sex happens because people are making assumptions this guy who assumes you're just like his ex-girlfriend right that you get off just like his ex-girlfriend this guy who assumes it's okay for him to behave in service of his driving his like you're driving him crazy and therefore he can just like possess you in that moment like if we always thought that it's conversation first we would not run into these same problems because at the very least, we could get to a place where you're like, maybe we need to end it here tonight. Maybe tonight, maybe we end it here. This isn't, you know what, we don't, let's just call it a, let's call it a wash. Because it could be really interesting, like if you, because you said this is really different than it was like the other times you'd slept with him, for instance. So 
if you know if you have the sort of conversation around sex he could have arrived that night and been like I'm really in this kind of mood where I really want to like I want to play the role of being domineering like are you into that I hear today? you I hear you Erica yeah. but there's the thing that happens when you're in the moment like totally. you don't know like he doesn't know like once he shows up that he's going to actually feel that way so sometimes you don't know those things until yeah. you're actually in the moment and sparks fly and like whatever like look maybe I'm in a certain space that's really totally, totally arousing him in a new way you know so but I think it's this idea that conversation has to happen all of the conversation has to happen before like you have to work it all out before but rather than it being this ongoing thing that right. sex is a conversation whether or not you're talking or not that like he wasn't having a respectful conversation with you your body you were telling him something else versus like if you could vocalize some of that or if he was actually listening to what's going on but it doesn't have to all be figured out ahead right. of time and I think that's what a lot of people think that cons- all this consent yeah. talk is which like is like a buzzkill no yeah I disagree well Hold on I, I just because no I hear you the, the whole reason this started for me is because I was out at a bar with a friend and I was telling him about this thing that I had learned from these BDSM books for, like ages ago. And um, and he was like, yeah, but, you know, if you talk about it in advance, it kills the mood. And I was like, excuse yeah, me. And my brother just said that <laughs> the other excuse day. Excuse me. If I lean into you at a bar, we've never had sex before, but like things are getting like you were having that sort of dance floor thing that was yeah, happening was, to you this. And weekend. by the way, it was a com- it was conversational. It yeah. was slow and like listening so to each other. So I, I was like, if yeah. I if I leaned in and I was like, here are the things that I would like you to do to me tonight. You're telling me that would be a buzzkill. And he was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, nope. Mm-mm, I I get it. I get it. I like it. Right. So I I I think part of the problem is. We have these deeply embedded cultural notions that talking about sex before you have it ruins this chemistry. Well, can I just say that? Well, also, oh, go ahead. Can I just say that I think, and this was my assumption before, that it, I th- I was envisioning it at not as you guys portray in the videos, which is a very sexy and natural and organic way, which is great. But I had honestly envisioned it as, what do you mean? Like, we're going to sit down over coffee and I'm going to tell you where my past issues are and where the boundaries, like... First of all, A, I don't know. B, <laughs> like, uh, um, that is kind of like, I don't want to talk about like a contractual business thing. So, but, uh, but, and, but, and like your brother, T, I think there is yeah. that misunderstanding of what it can be. Yeah. You know, you raise a really good point. And I would love for us after this break <laughs> to talk about how maybe, for example, my situation, how I could have handled it differently, even. Um, can we? <laughs> <laughs> no, because and what I mean by that is, you know, in some ways I knew that um, I have more knowledge or information and then I didn't act on it because it felt I, I didn't I didn't hadn't exercised that muscle in a way. Mm, and yeah. so I kind of went, oh, whatever. I'm just going to lay down. Yeah, it'll be over soon. Easier. Yeah. This, the, that, oh, and that's God, the thing. It'll over, be over soon. I know. Yeah. So let's let's come back. Well, wait, I, I just want to huh? say one thing that's like this point about this whole experience I had. And that's. And that is, um, and I'm, and I'm really starting to hone in on this a lot. But is the notion of how society deals with male arousal in particular, mm-hmm. and I feel like we're in such an instant gratification society. It's like you're aroused, take care of it, you know. Yeah. And it's like 
and that's why like this guy he he's like i can't control myself well again i'm being empathetic because it's like i get it because you haven't been told to control yourself ever you're oh, you've yeah. been told to let go to give in to yeah. follow that desire yeah. to let things you know and and this is where we unfortunately still have to be like hey if not controlling yourself means that you are going to rape me and take my body <laughs> against my will is that cool with you i just want to know is that cool no. with you yeah. no no i mean oh. with him like, oh, oh, oh. you say that to him like yeah. hey i understand that you're losing in control but if that means you're about to rape me are you okay with that exactly <laughs> just yes. just like sometimes you have to fucking destroy a moment totally in, in order and that's that's the hardest that is the, part. That's that's the, the hardest, hardest, hardest part. that's the hardest part yeah. is sometimes you have to be like yeah motherfucker you're done tonight you're we're yeah, done. down yeah and that, that has <laughs> red to be, flag referee yeah, take him out for this game okay and i think as women we are taught from a really early age to make everything okay take care yeah. of men's yeah. feelings and, ta- and take yeah take care of everyone and take care of men's feelings and that like if there's an erection we should probably do something about it and because <laughs> oh my god blue balls are the scariest thing that could possibly <laughs> well, here, happen but here's the thing i mean we are like it's a feminine we're nurturing compassion like uh mid uh that there is something there's something feminine about that it's just that it's being taken advantage of um well said so I, let's take a break yeah we are because <laughs> because my philosophy is always judo top speak up and for some reason i didn't this time so i kind of want to yeah. address yeah. that yeah and then and also we're gonna like uh, we so what you had said emily about um how women become on guard and how we have to guard our pussy you guys were going to get into the mindset of what makes us what puts us on guard and how what to do to to alleviate that and to yes. to really help us open up in a in a way that so we that, feel great <laughs> yeah so that we can have the sex we all want to have because <laughs> so, i know the guys want to have sex and then the girls Okay, uh, you're listening to TNA Talk Sex. We're talking with uh, Erica and Emily from uh, Fuck Yes and also Seed and Spark. Um, we'll be right back. Yeah. We're back with TNA Talk Sex. Uh, and Sorry, Emily and Erica from Buck Yes. And it's, God, we're talking about a lot of really detailed things. It's hard to get, um, touch everything because it's so complex. But, right. But, but we wanted to touch on, on, um, on a couple of the videos, um, and the points that they bring up. So, so you have mm-hmm. a video. We're talking about the by pie you mean video. Uh-huh. Okay. So this video is, there's a, for the audience, there's a couple in a car, a guy and a girl. And he's like, so it's the end of the date. And she's dropping him off. And he's like, uh, so, you know, my parents aren't home. And, you know, I've got, there's a lot of pie. You want to, you know, maybe have some pie or yeah. play some video games. And then it comes out that she, that I don't know how it comes out, but she's basically like, are, are you, you inviting me? Are you like trying to have sex with me? And he's right. like, uh, 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 <laughs> like totally called out. And she's like, you know, kind of blows up at him for like being creepy. Yeah. Right. And I mean, you it's can like, jump in to, if I'm. But now this is weird. <laughs> no, like, but we yeah. wanted to talk about. So what, go watch the episode. But but that's the bones of it. And yeah. that brought up for us. Like I, I've, we've all been in that situation sure. and we, and you're sitting there and I, and I thought about it cause I'm going, well, I like to have sex. Right. And I think that the underlying subtext is the guy some has to like get you trick, like trick Tricky. you yeah. into it. And I'm like, well, no, I'm on the date cause I want to have sex too. Yeah, I do. And I just want to, I want to want it. Right. And then and, the other, and the thing that, sorry, go ahead. No, I don't know. You know, and, 
pie and video games don't make me want it, but I want to <laughs> I want to say yes to the pie and video games because I want the opportunity right. for you to seduce me. Yeah. But my right. fear is that my fear is that if I say yes to the pie and and video games that I'm saying yes to sex yeah. that you think that we're saying yes yeah, to sex right. and so that I'm guarding yeah that I'm guarding and then myself. we go on guard and it's like we're entering into this pie game zone with like on guard like oh he's gonna you know yeah. Yeah. because because I'm afraid that he thinks I've just committed to sex but what I have committed to is the, the opportunity, opportunity to see what things are like and see what I want so yeah. great. to see if you can seduce me into wanting right. to have sex so, with you <laughs> I, all, I, all I was going to say is like, I love this conversation because first of all, it speaks volumes to the writing and directing uh, that was done by Lauren Shacker in that episode. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, this was, a, and in season two, you will see what happens when they go inside. Perfect. Oh. Cause that, um, <laughs> we were sort of projecting, which is, which is cool. Um, there, look, I'll just give you the framework for the fuck yes episodes are that um, it doesn't start out in like perfect consensual behavior there is a moment of awkwardness that everyone survives. Because a thing that I think is a huge challenge is um, we all think that sex has to be really sexy the entire time. And Mm. everybody is terrified of getting rejected or looking foolish. And generally speaking, for a good consent conversation to happen, you are going to get rejected about one thing or another. Like, no, I don't want that right now my finger um yeah and and therefore because i wanted it i look foolish and this is what we are interrogating the most and this is what we believe that really open conversation will start to loosen and pretty much every episode of fuck yes that we write there's going to be a moment of awkwardness that everyone survives and then there's a an affirmative then there's a fuck yes moment as well that's really crucial to all yeah because that's the goal is to get to the yes the fuck yes and can and, I yeah. can I say in these in in this particular video the by pie I mean um I mean I will say in this came up in conversation I'm like again and I, I mentioned this earlier maybe this is my personality but I'm like I if I'm in the car I don't know like I, I like I I think in the car they were, she was like well yeah I do want to have sex and he's like yeah I do want to have sex it's like I I don't if I'm on the date I don't know if I want to have sex oh well like it, no yeah I know what your your point being like we we were watching it there is this element of like when I watch I I will say like I kind of thought I don't want to. I don't want to commit to the sex, like the conversation that they had. What if I don't know that I want to? Yeah. Right. Well, that's where this comes in that like consent is ongoing. So I think this is for us. It was important to show something where both people want to have sex, like potentially that that is a potential thing that's out there in the universe. It's not that the woman has to be conquered, that the woman gets to like push away and the man has to keep trying to get her in some way. Like that's something we had no interest in portraying. So this idea that like, this radical notion that women want to have sex but we want to continue to like want that if we want it so I think it's it's really interesting to hear you say like yeah I want the video games and the pie I want to come upstairs I don't want that to be that that means I have to have sex with you which I think also brings me to this place of that it has to be okay to say no that's very much a part of the consent conversation that no has to be on the table Um, I think especially for high school students which that which uh, what I mean by pie or what do you um what that episode is really looking at is that you know 
a lot of times in high school, if you say no, then you get slut shamed. Or if you say yes, you still get slut shamed. Like it's really, it's not safe to, to say no. And sometimes it's not safe to say yes. And so I think for us, we're really trying to get to this place where having a conversation means that no is an option. Yes is an option. We're both sexual beings. We like to have sex. Maybe I don't want to have sex with you right now. Maybe I don't want to have sex with you, period. Maybe I do, but I want it to be this way. And we need to be able to have a conversation with that. And maybe, you know, sex starts and it's like getting hot and heavy. And if I say, no, I don't like that, or I like this more, that that is exciting rather than a rejection. The, The environment that creates a fuck yes is an environment in which it is safe to say no. And the environment in which it is safe to say no is you know that when you say no, the other person is not going to be so humiliated they react badly. And that is, to me, the environment of dangerous tension that I have experienced so many times in my life when I'm like, no, not like this. No, not this thing specifically. And that has been taken as... Um, such an insult because the guy has been so horrified that he didn't get it right because of course his whole manhood is tied to just knowing how to do it right so when I like I I can remember I just all of a sudden flashed on a time (laughs) in college where I said to this guy like who was messing around with his hands my underwear and I was like oh be gentle and he was like I am being gentle and I, I wanted to be like if I have to say it, motherfucker, you're not being gentle. Right. But at least or not gentle, gentle I enough you. for yeah. you. Yeah, like, like, who, like, yeah. And so, it, but it occurred to me that this was because he, he was, he cannot receive any criticism because it is so threatening to him. Right. And yeah. painful So, so him, the yeah. really important part of fuck yes is it is a safe environment in which to make mistakes. Yeah. And be ridiculous and like silly. And what I think is important about the by Pi You Mean episode is he gets totally embarrassed. And then he's like, you're right. It was so dumb. I wouldn't even want to have sex with me now. Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, like, it's fine. But like, let's talk about what's actually on the table here. Let's not use euphemisms. And then they go inside and you will get to see soon what does and does not happen. Right. And on that note, like I... I in terms of um, the manipulative approach to sex, this like, oh, we're going to go Netflix and chill, right. winky winky, um, versus yeah. like, you know, it can be, and again, just, in, yeah, you're right, just encouraging people to have that conversation. Like, it can still be a hot conversation. Like, so, you know, there's, I've got great pie, I've got video games, and maybe we go hang out and just, you know, see, see what, what develops. I, I like saying, you know? I like adding but, like, that adding, and see what happens. Right, yeah. so that you, you know, you know that like that's my intention you know and it's not you're not trying to manipulate or, or trying to get something out of yeah. the room. I had someone text me recently who I have had sex with in the past and there's been like a long hiatus and then he said hey we should get together and then I I felt rankled because in a, obviously he's talking about having sex and then I and there was a bit of a back and forth and then and then I finally just said I would like to start with a drink I said I, I think we should go out and have a drink together and kind of catch up I said I really need some seduction before uh a sexual invite. Nice. Um, Good. Yeah. And then he wrote back and said, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. He's You're not okay. He said something more positive. <laughs> like, fine. yeah, no, he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fine. He's like, great. I'm up for that. You know? And, and in some ways I will say, to be honest, that dynamic, I haven't even executed on it because I would like him to be more enthusiastic, but it was just that honest communication of, Oh, okay. You're asking me if I'll have sex with you. And then I, and I ultimately was like, well, no, not right now. 
But if you want to make the effort and warm me up and we go have a drink and we, that's how we start, You're I'm open. super yeah. open to that. Well, it's this idea that like we everybody want. Well, maybe not everyone, but like this assumption that people want to have sex. There are things that I need to get me to actually like want to do it with you. Yeah. But like I enjoy sex. I enjoy sex a lot. And like I want to do it in a lot of different ways. And one of the things that I need in order to be turned on is to feel like someone is super interested and like wants to put effort into seeing me to doing things it's not like about spending money or you know that sort of thing but like show me that you're interested and that's something that helps me get there too but like I want to have sex yeah I think I think for women we get in a lot of trouble in this society even just admitting that we want to have sex yeah that's you know it's it's a taboo thing well and also something I say this a lot, but that's why we do our show. Right. <laughs> uh, so that people can hear other women saying, I want to have sex. Yeah. I want to have sex. <laughs> so I just wanted to bullet point for the guys a little bit. Um, yeah. For the guys and for the girls. But for the guys, like kind of summarizing a little bit what we've, what we've talked about so far. But um, that A, just because she says sex, no to sex doesn't mean that she's not into you. Like don't like that we need to. And it doesn't mean no forever. It, it could mean no right, tonight. Exactly. Right. You know, and it, like, I think those parameters also that like there is one definitive yes or no that can be made and you have one opportunity to do it is the threatening, dangerous situation of like, fuck, if I say no now, he'll think I mean no forever. And so I have to do it because I want him to know that he right, likes exactly. me. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's and a big so, issue. And on the flip side of that for women, and I'm I and I was telling T about this, too, like I saw that come up in me in this situation with this guy where I, there was this weird cultural thing about like, oh, Oh, well, like trying to that I my job to roll over and please this guy or that I, you know, or that I didn't want to create would, conflict. Yeah, that or, it would, well, that it would alienate that that somehow this would break the connection, the connection that you right. could never connect again if you say no right now. Right. right. And, and so, I think, well, Emily, you hit on something which is like that vulnerability that that men feel that societally hasn't been they haven't been told it's OK to feel that. Yeah. But but I wanted to say like that that dynamic. What if he actually said, you know, if she says no, what if he said does that mean no forever or just no right now? Yeah. And yeah. hear what Great. she says. Clarify. And- yeah, and he, and he goes, okay, well, I'm going to try again next week. Oh and, you know, maybe she goes, so okay, cute. great. That's so cute. Yeah. And Super cute. now they have a week's worth of fun text messages to send exactly. back Do you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. feel like I'm and then su- you've opened the door instead of wondering in your head and asking your friends, just yeah, ask the okay. person in front of you. And I feel like all of this is sort of... Um, lending to and I'm a big fan of this because I'm a centralist but like lending to bringing seduction back in the picture because women are, we don't operate like men we're not like um we're, uh, not, we're responsive uh, arousal oh, yeah, not responsive arousal spontaneous um tend to tend to be um but like, like turn me on right sometimes yeah. I've had those moments where guys are like so do you want to hook up tonight? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah you like tell a, me, baby, yeah. what kind of what kind of tricks you got in your bag? <laughs> what you Get up to yeah. the table? Yeah, show me what you're working with. <laughs> and um, I don't mean your size. You're right, you're right. <laughs> At um, all, actually. I mean, the, like, your massage techniques. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And how eager are you to please me? <laughs> yeah. how, how focused in on me? Yeah, yeah, does it actually turn you on to turn me on? Yeah. And I think that, like, so many guys, if you ask them that question of, like, do you actually want to please a woman? Like, of course they do. That's what, right. Like, yeah. that's what they're in it for. Yeah. And, like, and of course, like, I also want to please a person that I am with and I want to, you know, experience pleasure. It, isn't this so funny? It's just occurring to me now, right? So, um, 
the vast majority of men that among us we know will say nothing turns them more than turning on their partner right like uh, right. the, the thing yes. that i love the totally. most is to make you come it makes me feel it makes me feel amazing yeah. whatever okay and we have deprived them of the tools communication consent conversation that make it easiest for them to get the thing that pleases them most this is why and puts us on guard right does the opposite this is this is why we are in this sort of like terrible kerfuffle now vis-a-vis sex because yes they want to please us and they are told that their masculinity hinges on their ability to be a good lover and we deprive them because of the lack of education and the sort of modeled behavior and a lot of pornography. Um, we deprive them of the education needed to get the very thing that they're after. And so, like, both parties are in an essentially impossible situation unless there is really active, constant communication. And that is the responsibility of both parties to ask and to offer, to ask and to offer. Um, Because it can't be that, and this is why I know like a lot of guys get really um, anxious about consent conversations because they're like, well, how much do I have to ask? And how specifically? And like, when is it if she, so if I ask and then she says yes, and then if I ask, like how many times do I have to ask? And then they get themselves wound up like, oh, this is not going to be sexy at all. (laughs) Um, And it, it can't be one party's responsibility because that is the very power dynamic we're trying to attack right right. it is both parties responsibility to respect the other person enough to know that they have their own unique like needs and desires and also uh, most importantly respect yourself enough to know that your enjoyment is important in the situation and so offer the things that will help you get enjoyment and ask the partner the things that will help get them enjoyment. And these, this is not a guys need to do this and girls need to do this. It's that both parties need to come to the table ready to ask and offer and like also be ready to take rejection on some things um, in the service of one another's mutual pleasure. I think that part's really important. Right. And I guess that's kind of what I wanted to, because it gets sort of nebulous. It's like, well, yeah, when you break it, not nebulous, but just um, these aren't things that it's going to take practice in order to really um, overcome these. It's a new muscle, totally, because you're talking about for men to dissociate their masculinity from their ability as a lover. Right. Is that the right term? Look, keep it. But just do the things that will actually make it easier for you to accomplish your goal, right? Yeah. This is what I'm saying is like, it's it would be fine with me if masculinity was like based on the ability to please a woman, if men were also given the tools to help them do that. Do you and, know what I mean? Like that's the right. that's the conundrum is like, and it's not just like tips with your tongue. No, like, you know, like what to do with your tongue, guys? No, <laughs> like, you are not going to read a Cosmo article that will be cut and paste for every woman. They are all different because we're all people. Right, like we are people <laughs> with different desires. And I also know, think too, yeah. it's it's not just on the 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 man the man side where they're not getting educated. Because I know for me, when you know when I was certainly younger, and a man would say like, "What do you like?" and I'd be like. I don't know. Yeah. Like you, you're supposed to know. I don't know what I, <laughs> I had a lot That's, of. That. I had that yeah. too. Yeah. And so that was one of the things that I was. We set out to do with fuck yes is also just to show people like these are some things you can do. This is an option. Like as a woman, we're not certainly not shown in porn different things that we could do that we would like that would feel good. Um, 
And so I think that that's that's also part of it. It's just like it it needs to be a playful conversation, like an experiment of like, let's figure out each other's bodies together. And, you know, not all of us had really great first time experiences where we were with someone who's like, this is how your body works. So it's like some people aren't figuring that out until much later on. Yeah. Well, and I loved it back to that fingers episode you did. It was so so beautiful and I thought about all those times yeah where I've had someone say like well, what do you want and I didn't have the answer and now I do but but even then the the shyness right like the fear oh, of yeah. oh okay I'm God. gonna tell you what I want you to do now <laughs> I hope you don't think it's stupid yeah and I think- I, it's usually met with a positive response and I usually get what I want and then I'm like oh that is as good as I imagined it in my head you know and in one of my videos um, mm-hmm. uh, like when you sign up for a newsletter and you guys get that free video I talk I talk about like the cues how how important it is for a guy to I say study the study the girl and I'm saying like when I it's a super turn on for me and that's what I'm doing in the back of my mind when I'm with a guy for the first time I'm really trying to be perceptive of how open is he to not like slamming me with his own projections of what he thinks I am or what he thinks I need but is he is he really open genuinely and trying to understand how I work, you know, and trying to uh, listen to me and to like you and I both talk about, about that a lot and how, how much of a turn on it is. And this is all in that dynamic, you know, in that conversation of um, how to do that. And oh, so, man. yeah, on a physical yeah. level, like you're saying, you right. scoot it away. That's a clear indicator. But yeah. I mean, that's in the most obvious way, but my muscles tense, my muscles relax, my right, like these, and I'm not, I want to be yeah. careful to say that's not if you if it's not clear to you ask and that's the point you can use your words right. well, but, but in fact yeah. the female body is constantly sending signals of what we're comfortable with and what yeah. we're not with and which so if you're sensing oh, tension use yeah. your words which is why it's important for women also not to fake it like I think yes, yeah. we also have this idea of like I remember not having like the first couple of times I had sex, I was like, oh, like this is what it looks like to be sexy. These are the sexy things you're supposed to do and how it's supposed to sound like versus being like, what feels good? Mm -hmm. What am I actually responding to? And I think that again goes back to like making a man feel like they're doing a good job. So if I make these noises, he knows I'm into it versus just letting yourself be honest with and your respond. response. Yeah, and respond. I think that's really hard for me, even yeah. now. Yeah, me too, yeah. And and so, like, so your videos, I, you know, please everybody go and watch them, because guys too, for sure, because this, all your videos really do give some very specific, even conversation patterns and things to say um, that do create a safe environment for women. And so um, if you really want to exercise that muscle, guys, and learn how to do that and really understand what we need, um, you can go to seedandspark.com. Yeah, I think it, it gives videos. permission to women. It gives permission to women to speak up as right. well and, yeah. and use their words. Definitely, definitely. And, and hopefully it gives permission to men to like not be so perfect. Like it, the, yeah. point, the point is not to like go into it knowing how to do it. The point is to be curious together and discover, which is an infinitely more intimate experience, even if you know that it's a one-time like, even if you're like, this is going to be casual or this is a one night stand, there's no reason that we can't have intimacy even in those, yeah. uh, quote unquote, like casual relationships. Um, no, I do and, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and to me, that's always a, a direct 
result of just being playful and curious with someone yeah. and having a great time together. And then and then you can decide based on like good information, like I'll do that again or never mind, yeah. like good time, see you later, bye. Right. It's also recognizing that it's there are different kinds of sex. Like I think the one you were describing, that sounded like he was masturbating using your body. Exactly. Yeah. Like right. that's a, and that's huh. a thing. You know, like thanks sorry. for the reminder. Sorry. <laughs> but I think that that's it's a different thing when you decide to have sex with someone if you actually want it to be mutually satisfying then it's a conversation it's a relationship between these two people maybe it's only for that night but it's gonna be different it's gonna work differently than when it's just you and your hand or you you know however it is that you masturbate um I think that recognizing those two qualities because I've definitely been with men who are like well this is how I come and I'm like well that's how you come by yourself like I'm if that's how you want to do it like then there's no point in me being here I'm not interested in just being a whole yeah like, yeah yeah so like, um that it really can be playful then and it's about two people I think is is the most interesting thing to or me. three if you're or three <laughs> I will say as a woman I had to own up to the fact that over the holidays I really struggled with giving uh, a guy what he wanted which was really like rough scratching and it's not my thing and I was and I'm always like light strokes like little butterfly stroking he's like yeah and he's like I'm I'm the I'm the dog and I need like a rub (laughs) you know like give me a rub and I I was like okay okay and I was surprised at my own resistance to give my partner what he was very clearly asking for and then I and then I but I opened up about it and I I was honest with him and was like well I'm trying and I just I I need like the validation that I'm I'm like is that better is that better and he was like no it's it's good like it's good you're getting, you know, you're good. I, you know, but, and then I would have to remind myself to keep offering that. So yeah. there's, there's just like one other layer to this that I like want to pepper in. And that is, there is a, there's a, a problem that we also have in the sort of myth of romantic love, which is you, you find a partner and it is correct and it will be forever. And how you know that it is correct is it is forever. And we, we sort of associate any kind of real intimacy with that thing. Right. Um, and part of the reason that's dangerous is because we also have this assumption that like we have to match with whoever we're matching with in the moment. And I do think, you know, it's like the kink community. Your kink is not my kink, but your kink is okay. Like there are some people who like shouldn't be doing it together because you need one set of things that like make me really uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm it like, doesn't, uh, it, it's like, yeah. and I need one set of things that make you really uncomfortable. I remember like one of the most powerful conversations I ever had, one of the most powerful like fights I ever had with a romantic partner. I was like, you know, there's nothing that says we have to do this. Like, we don't have to do this. We might not be the right match. And if we're, <gasps> if we're not the right match, let's just, like, figure that out. And, like, we can part ways amicably. We don't need to try to fight to make each other into things that we're not. So I do think it's also important in the grand scheme of things that, like, your job, it could be that your partner's like, this is what really gets me off. And you're like, no way am I doing that. And that's okay. <laughs> Honestly, that's okay. You'd be like, that's awesome. Please find somebody else to do that with. Like, I am not the person. Your kink is not my kink and your kink is okay. Or whatever it is, even if it's not kink. It's like, we don't also have to be the right partner every time. I love this conversation <laughs> and it has to come to an end, unfortunately, because, <laughs> because uh, yeah, uh, we have we have other because things to uh, accomplish. You have a call. Somebody, Emily has a call. Yeah. yeah. Um, so on that note. Uh, yeah. Go to stedenspark.com to check out the videos. Um, and. Uh, and and again, get some some ideas for conversations and tips that guys and girls can be using to 
um, help reform yeah. <laughs> sexuality. <laughs> I might note fuck yes videos are they're short, they're short and fun. So right. they're yeah. easy to consume and, and yeah, they're fun at the minimum and, and smart and get you thinking. Uh, yeah. And there'll be a season best. two coming this spring. So. Awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. And then on, on this note, actually, in terms with this whole conversation, um, I did, I have launched my sensual massage video series for you guys. Um, you can go to stephanieallen.com slash massage. And it's actually perfectly in alignment with this conversation because A, if sex isn't in the picture, then this is having a sensual massage, a really good artful sensual massage is a great intermediary. And it's a great way to create intimacy and help your lady open up um also it for guys it's I, i'll talk a lot about how to develop that muscle of you know how to handle your arousal so that you can listen to your partner more and give her a better experience but ladies this is really great for you too because i talk about the art of giving and receiving and how that will help put you in your sexual power more and which totally makes you irresistible with your guy. So you can go to stephanieallen.com slash massage and get in the early bird special right now just for you guys with 20% off. Thank you so much for joining us, Emily and Erica. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. You're listening to TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.